When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply good evening good morning Good afternoon, wherever you might be in the world. Welcome back to another episode of the same old Arsenal podcast. Going to introduce things a little bit differently this evening, because as I'm sure you've all seen on the Twitter, we have a special guest with us this evening. And no, it's not Lee Judges. (laughs) But introducing my right-hand man, um, Mr. Judges, how are you, sir? Oh, I'm very good, thank you. Very good. Had a you know quiet week, if I'll be honest. It's not been too much going on, has it really? But uh, I don't it's know. been all good, no. all good, like you know. Uh, so uh, a day in no, the life no, of Lee judges. Like, no disappointments, which is not bad. Not well, that's bad because thing. we weren't but, playing. Oh uh, yeah, well, apart from the cricket today, my God, like I don't all know. All out for fifty-eight. Um, but embarrassing, embarrassing, like you know. How but there you go. Happen? How does that even happen? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Just, I love before, I love just before we introduce the guest for the evening, um, I always do this at the end, but I'd like to do it at the start. Thank you all for your momentous support. Um, it's you lot that have made these things happen, that have made me a very happy man, that have made Lee a very happy man. You've given me the chance to talk to an ex-Arsenal great. Mr. Kevin Campbell, how are you, sir? Hi, guys. And I'm great. I'm feeling good. <laughs> And I can't wait for this podcast. Super. Uh, super stuff. Uh, thank you for joining Kev, us. Super Kev. Super Kevin Campbell. <laughs> thank you for joining us, Kevin. It's much appreciated. Um, someone, someone we've been trying to get on for a long, long time. And you're finally here. So thank you very much indeed. Um, Kevin, let's start with you, mate. Um, the news today is that... Uh, well, the news that's come out over the past few days, of course, is about Jack Wilshere. Um, apparently Arsene Wenger told him last season that he could leave. Uh, what's your feelings on, on Wenger telling Jack Wilshere he can leave? Look, I think it's been a, a, a difficult situation, obviously, because Jack hasn't been that healthy over the last few seasons. Really, this has been the first season where he's been able to perform in the team. I mean, last year he was on loan up 
at Bournemouth, wasn't he? And, yeah. and uh, at times he couldn't even get into the Bournemouth team. Um, but that just goes to show, you know, his resilience. I think he's, he's had a very good season this season. He's proven himself that, you know, he is an Arsenal player and, and, and deserves a contract. But the powers that be seem to be looking at it and, you know, want it on their terms. Yeah. And uh, the way the way things are panning out, you know, is not looking good, it's if not I looking, may say so. No, it's not. Um, I mean, there's a danger, you know, a danger we might lose him altogether. I mean, what I don't understand... Uh, as a, what I don't understand is the Arsenal board as a collective. They're throw, you know, we've thrown money at players like Mertesacker, Santi Cazorla. They're all, they've all had their contracts extended by a year. They're getting hundreds of thousands of pounds. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, no disrespect, Santi Cazorla's injured. We all know that. It's not his fault. But how are we throwing money at an injured player that probably won't play for Arsenal anymore? How are we throwing wages at a player like Per Mertesacker, who's come out publicly and said that he doesn't want to play for the club anymore? And we're here offering Jack Wilshere less than he was being paid two, three years ago. Well, this, this that just goes to show he's uh, he's not wanted. If if you ask oh, me, man. yeah, you know, if you ask me, listen, maybe Jack Wilshere is wielding a little bit too much power. Yeah. Because you think about it, you know, as a fan base, you know, Jack's Arsenal. Every, we all love him. And he's, uh, he's our connection to the team, isn't he? He is. He's that one player who connects the fan base to the team. So, you know, maybe Jack does wield a bit too much power. And, you know, it has to be on the club's terms as opposed to, you know, Jack Jack getting that, that contract he, he, he deserves for this season. Absolutely. Lee, what what you got to say about it, mate? It's it's an it's a horrible situation. I mean, I remember we done a podcast a while ago and we were doing a podcast when Jack actually went to Bournemouth. Um and I suggested that it could be Arsene Wenger's greatest piece of management. Um to send Jack Wilshire away on loan, to get him back a hundred percent um and raring to go for Arsenal. And then he gets hit when he comes back from Bournemouth, if he gets hit by that bombshell, yeah. Like what I would say about that, the first thing I would say is that I think what Arsene Wenger said at the beginning of the season, I don't think he's going to have a contract. I think there would have been a lot of Arsenal fans probably feeling like that. That was, after watching what Kevin just said, watching um, him at Bournemouth last season, he wasn't really p- pulling up trees for Bournemouth. Perhaps that could have been. The situation. So let's this you know not go too deep into that because that was at the beginning of the season. But what Jack's done over this season has proved that that is not the case. I think he's been one of Arsenal's best midfield players this season. Um, you know he started off uh, okay, but in and around that Christmas period, I thought we, when the team was really straight, he was fantastic, absolutely fantastic. The Chelsea game springs to mind. Liverpool, they were, they were good performances, and I think that he's done enough to prove that he's that he's in a good position. But then just when you think that, you know, there's the news that comes out today that he's injured again. Yeah. You know, uh, and that that is the worry. That is the worry. Uh, but, you know, I, I was saying this the other day. Is, is he the only Arsenal player that gets injured? No. You know, I mean, you go through the whole team, they're always getting injured. You know, it's just him, him more than most. And, and that's, that's the, that is the one thing... I think, you know, if it wasn't for the injuries and setbacks that he had, he would be genuinely a world-class player. But, you know, the injuries have taken their toll on him. But, 
as far as I'm concerned, you know, as we've said, you know, Per Mersacker, you know, love him or whatever, was given a year's contract at the end of the season just to be a fan. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, we could have had that money to, to go towards Jack Wilshere's new contract, you know, and that's my, that's my beef on it, really. But um, I, I'm, I'm, I am a bit worried that we're going to lose Jack and we're going to lose Aaron Ramsey, who I think are our two, you know, Aaron's been at the club for nearly 10 years now. They're our two players that I, I, I do feel an association with, if you know what I mean, where, you know, like back in Kevin's day, you had 10 of them, 11 of them, you know, but we haven't got that association no more because of, you know, what, you know, that the foreign player comes in. And I think even with the, I, I, don't, I don't know, perhaps we'll talk about it a little bit later, but even at the Emirates, you, you, you feel you're so far away from the players nowadays, you, you, you lose that affiliation to them. And Jack gives us that through the youth team and, and coming through, but... It is a worry. It is a it is a worry, and you know the other side of it is you know you know is Arsene Wenger pulling this 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 uh, contract? Who is actually dealing with the contract? Because you know if we're what we're led to believe, Arsene Wenger's got one to one to uh, six months left of it, uh, for, for himself. You know, so you know, I, I, I don't know. I think it's a it's a mess, and it is is it for for the average fan? I think it's a worry. It is. It worries me. Well, I'm worried. I'm bloody worried. Um, losing Jack Wilshire and Aaron Ramsey, um, Kevin. I mean, losing Jack Wilshire and, uh, and Aaron Ramsey. What a hold that is going to leave behind um, in the middle of midfield. Well, look. What I can what I can say about this guys is the the actual resigning of players and and contracts at, at Arsenal Football Club has been. It's been it's been atrocious as far as I'm concerned over the last few years. You know, there's been big time players, Ozil and, and Sanchez, who's obviously gone now, have been able to run down their contracts at the football club. That should never be able to happen. So, yeah. so the fact that Jack Wiltshire finds himself in the same position, and Aaron Ramsey is is I'm sure his contract's up. I think he's got a year left or whatever. You know, the, this this type of stuff should never happen. You should always be renegotiating after with with two years to go, yeah. because if they don't want to stay or don't want to resign, then obviously you get more bang for your buck if you if you look to sell. Yeah, and I'm sure the fan base will understand that if, if the, yeah. the lads don't want to resign. So, you know, to be able to replace Jack Wiltshire and and Anne Ramsey, it's going to cost a hell of a lot of money. Big money and. Uh, and, and and we need we actually look for years the fan base has been crying out to strengthen the back line, you know the spine, etc. The the forward line's been strengthened now. That midfield and defence, you know, we're still dubious about that. So if we're going to spend some money, we want to spend it on, on that, and potentially there might be a, a new goalkeeper coming in as well, just to make sure that 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 team is is as strong throughout that spine but you know I, I, I just don't know I can't put my finger on what's going on at Arsenal right yeah. now Kevin how long did it take for you to make up your mind when you got put a new contract put in front of you um, it was pretty quickly actually yeah. it was uh, I never had a problem with uh, contracts at Arsenal until Bruce Freeock turned up <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair I was out of contract yeah See, my contract, again, because George Graham had gone and Stuart Houston had taken over, all contracts were getting renewed 
uh, were going to be dealt with at the end of the season. So I, I couldn't even speak to anybody at the club until the end of the season. Yeah. And then obviously new manager came in and it, 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 he wasn't my type of manager. So, you know, it, it killed me, but I just knew there's going to be problems at the club, I yeah. tell you. <laughs> and there was. So you I missed Wenger by a year. You may- <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> yeah, I missed Arsenal by a year. One year, eh? Bruce Ree, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yes, <sighs> that year. <laughs> do you think, um, looking back on that, Kevin, do you think that if you, you'd have excelled under Arsene Wenger in that first couple of years? 100%. Yeah. 100%. I, I think a, a lot of that squad were, were ready for the next phase. Because, you know, you look at the back four we have. We, we were so rigid in how we played that when Arsene Wenger came in, you're seeing Tony Adams and, 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 and that back four, how good, how good players they were. They were comfortable on the ball. They could pass it, couldn't they? And everyone was like shocked as if, you know, they weren't great players. But they were really good players. And it just goes to show when he came in, you know, it, it opened up the, the, whole, the whole team, to be fair. But they still had that toughness about them to, to make sure the back door was shut. Yeah, quality, quality. Absolutely. That would, have been, that would have been interesting to see you um, under Arsene Wenger, I have to say, like, you know, that would have been interesting. It would have been very, very but, interesting. Do, do you okay. think you'd have played, Kevin? <laughs> I, better, I better have played. <laughs> I'll be honest with you guys. Look, I, I, was, I was happy to play anywhere under George Graham because yeah. it, we all bought into that, to, to, to the squad. We all bought in. Uh, under Arsene Wenger, I'm sure I would have bought into to, to what he was doing. Because he, he came in, it was a breath of fresh air. And that's what, we, that's what that squad needed. We really needed that. And, you know, it was, it was great to see. You know, I, I was back to being a fan. Yeah. You know, even though I was, I'd, I'd, I'd moved away, I was back to being a fan. So seeing Arsenal, you know, take, take, move the level up another notch, it was brilliant. Apart from when you played against them. Well, listen, I've, I've taken enough beatings of Arsenal in my time. <laughs> <laughs> to last a lifetime, mate. And, uh, look, it's, it's, it's nothing but love, but it's strictly business, isn't it? You know, when Absolutely. you're playing against Arsenal, it's, 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 you just get the business out of the way, see the lads after the game and you wish them well. So, uh, still, still a gooner, mate. Always a gooner. <laughs> oh, I love it. Brilliant to hear. Like this... Listening to you talk about your time at Arsenal um, is absolutely amazing. So I think we're just going to go straight on to the questions then because I could listen to this all night. Um, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. To have this insight on the podcast. Shoot, guys. Shoot. Yeah, Come on, let's shit. go. It's absolutely fabulous. Um, Kevin, this one comes in from uh, Mr. White. Uh, thanks for your question, mate. And thanks for listening to the same old Arsenal podcast. Uh, and he says, I think that the 92-93 team play just just as good a football as what I've seen from any Wenger team. What does Kevin think about that? I think that that 92 team, when it finally got put together, because I could tell you something, when Ian Wright came to the club, George Graham said to me, me and Ian Wright couldn't play together because we were two similar players. So he kept us apart for quite a bit of that 
that season. And uh, I don't know if you remember, it was we played Sheffield Wednesday at home and it was nil-nil with about 20 minutes to go. I came on and we ended up winning the game 7-1. <laughs> yeah, I I remember that was that. the first time me and Ian Wright got put to played up front together, and, and we went on from strength to strength from there. And obviously, you know, Alan Smith suffered uh, because of it. But you know, when when I I found myself out of the team, I didn't knock on the manager's door or anything, go go crying. I went to the training ground and I said, right, I've got to learn how to play a bit more like Alan Smith. Because the manager thinks I'm playing too much like Ian Wright. I'm never going to get that shirt off Ian Wright. Yeah. So I went back to the drawing board a little bit. So, yeah, I, I suppose going forward, it was exciting at the time. And, you know, Arsenal free-flowing and scoring a lot of goals was a bit like the Arsenal Wenger team. So, yeah, that's a good question. What did, yeah. what did George Graham say to you after that game? When he said, you know, he, he was going to keep you apart. And then you come on the pitch and you and Ian... Between you score seven goals. <laughs> well, we scored, We ended up scoring the, scoring seven goals. Goals were going in from everywhere. Yeah. And after the game, George, I just think he said, "Listen, it's about time we got we got moving. <laughs> it's about time we got moving." And everyone's just looking at each other, you know. But he was like that, George. He was funny, tongue in cheek. Lee, you got a question? Yeah, I was just going to go back into the youth, into into your youth stuff and all that. I, I actually remember when you know. Uh, Watching the first team and that, and there was a lot of always a lot of talk uh, in the programs and all that, like that this young uh, young player coming through, Kevin Campbell, scoring loads of goals and all that. So when he was playing in the youth program, playing against the, in the FA Youth Cup and things like that, what other players were around that were big news, like from other teams and all that, like you know that you, everybody would would have known, you know, like you, there's whispers in the. In the changing rooms, and they're like, "We're playing up against so and so. He's a big name, and, and whatever." What were the big names? Well, it's it's it's, it's weird actually. Um, in the Utah, I mean, Tim Sherwood uh, uh, and David James, and uh, th- those guys were at Watford. Um, you know, and you had Bradley Allen at QPR. You know, guys like that. Really, I mean, it's it's difficult. It's it's actually difficult to say a lot of the players who were actually around because I'll be honest with you, some of them weren't, weren't that good in the youth team. <laughs> I'll be honest. Some of them weren't that good in the youth team. So when they, they kicked on to, to reserve team football, um, that, that they actually got good. But at Arsenal, we had a, we had a fantastic youth, youth set up. Marshalled by Pat Rice, obviously, ex-captain. And he was as tough as he was like an army army major mate. He was tough, but he knew the club inside and out, and he he taught us the ropes so well. And uh, in culminating in you know we won the FA Youth Cup uh, at a canter, beating a, a very good Doncaster side who had Mark Rankin, Paul Raven, Rufus Brevet. Uh, you know that there was a four or five of those players who played in the first team. Um, so, you know, we, we won the first leg on uh, 5-0 away. No, I mean. And um, I got a hat-trick in, I think it was 25 minutes. So, you know, could you imagine, first leg of a final away, after 25 minutes, you're 3-0 up, you know. It was, we, we were that <laughs> <Heaven>. good. <laughs> oh, it was. It was heaven. 
That's, that's unbelievable, like, because if you think about it, like, the, the FA Youth Cup's very, very difficult to win, and there you are romping through that. It, it must have been some side that then, really, when you think about oh, it. Oh, yeah, I mean, look, the lads who came through it, I mean, Andy Cole played a part in that when we beat Southampton. Shearer, Rod Wallace, Ray Wallace, um, Neil Madison. Um, you know, all, all those guys were at... Um, uh, Jason Dodd. So there was five of that Southampton team yeah, that we look. beat, played in that in their first team. Wow. Um, we played, we, we knocked them out. Andy Cole played in that. Obviously, David Illia played Lee. Lee Francis was right back. We had um, Alan Miller, who made a, a few appearances in goal. Yeah, in goal, yeah. Uh, you know, we, 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 did, we had a good side. That good is little boy Al James Annigan was at the back as well. Good lad he was. Pat Scully. Danny Escalant was an his little boy. You know, we had some we had some top, top, top players in that team. Real good. Brilliant, brilliant. It's, it's got, I like all that going back and the nostalgia and all that. Like, it must be good to go back to that um, and, and recall it at times, you know, because, you know, you can't beat your youth, can you? You know, no. growing up, you know, and it must have been great playing with all those players and winning things as well. And, you know, uh, as, a, as a youngster, that, uh, you know, dream, dreamland, isn't it? Well, Lee, you know, when we used to come back from the South East Counties games, we used to come back to Highbury, obviously, for the three o'clock. And when we used to come back, we because we're not stars, we could we could come out from the marble halls and we would go and mingle with, with the crowd. So I'd go down to see Mitch on the corner of the uh, Gillespie Road and Avenue Road, the programme seller. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It, it was brilliant. So you could really gri- you could grasp that Arsenal, that, that feeling. It was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Great times, mate, yeah, honestly. Brilliant. Real brilliant. good times. This question, just staying, just staying on that, on that subject. Uh, this question comes in um, from a good mate of mine, actually. Uh, this question comes in from Tom Webster, um, and he says, "Kevin is a successful product at the Arsenal Academy, who went on to have a long career in the top flight. What is your view on the recent situation with talented academy lads failing to make the grade? Is it down to mismanagement, or is it, or, or is it?" Uh, their lack of drive, or is it because they get so much so young nowadays? Well, th- that's a bit of a double-edged sword question. Um, here's why. When when you're young, well, when I was coming through, I can only tell you about what I thought. Yeah, of course, yeah. It wouldn't matter whether you paid me 100 grand or 100 quid. Yeah. I wanted to play for Arsenal. And I was always driven to play for Arsenal. I was always driven to make it. So, you know, on the other side, now it's changed a little bit because I don't think clubs are are being held, not necessarily accountable, but that drive to get these lads through is there. Yeah, they're good players and they're skillful and all that, but actually to get boys through the, through the system and into the team... I don't see that drive to do that. I see it at other clubs, but there's certain certain clubs you see it, and there's other clubs where you don't see it. And I, you know, back in the day, everybody had to develop talent because there wasn't a lot of money around. Now there's a lot of money around. Yeah, maybe the, the youngsters get 
uh, money a little bit too soon. But it's it's all part of the, it's all part of the club, the the football moving forward. You, you're gonna get more money. I mean, I mean, my first YTS wage was like twenty seven pound fifty a week. So you're gonna get more than that. So progress is gonna happen. But I think the clubs have to help the youngsters have that mindset to develop. And I, I believe that isn't quite there anymore. When you've got somebody like Pat Rice who's driving you, you know, it doesn't matter. You could have you could be on the underground. Pat Rice is gonna is gonna drive you and steer you in the right direction. So, you know, it's, it can work both ways at times. Yeah, I mean, I've, me and Lee were talking about on a couple of podcasts, a couple of podcasts ago. Um, we were talking about players getting that chance um, to play in the first team and to play on the big stage. And I used Marcus Rashford and Harry Kane as an example. Um, when Harry Kane was coming through at Spurs, the Europa League was his, um, which his, the Europa League put him on, you know, put him on the pedestal that he's on now. The same with Marcus Rashford. Um, they've both kicked on. Marcus Rashford, I love Marcus Rashford. One player I'd love to see at Arsenal. Um, and of course, I wouldn't mind seeing Harry Kane at Arsenal either, but I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> but um, I used him in example to Eddie. Uh, Eddie, I can't never say his second Ketia. name. N- yeah. He's always yeah. on the bench. He's never quite getting that, he's never get, getting that chance. Now, he comes on against Norwich in the Cup a couple of months ago. Um, and completely changes the game. Scores with his first touch and scores such a good header to win the game. And then all of a sudden, he finds himself out again. What 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 does that do to a young boy's... I mean, he's only... What is he, 18, 17, 18, 19? What, what must he be thinking? What must that do to his head? You know, he comes on against Norwich, scores a win, you know, gets two goals, scores a winner in front of the Emirates Stadium and then the next thing... The other chance comes for him to chance to play again, and he's out of the team. Yeah, well, look, it, it's 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 a big thing to play for for Arsenal, obviously, and him coming on and changing the Norwich game as a substitute is fantastic. I would have liked to see him get more minutes, to be honest, because there's been times where we had nothing to lose; we could have just thrown him on, yeah, and, and see how we done. But I don't know what the policy is with these young players anymore. But like I said, I would have given him a chance. But his, his mindset has to be, I've got, I've got to wait for my chance. When I get my, my next chance, I'm going to take it. Yeah. Because if he does get another chance, he doesn't take it, then it's an excuse that yeah, he's not quite ready yet. And it, it kind of works against him. So the, the club policy when I was at, was at Arsenal was we're trying to drive young players through to the first team as quickly as we can. You know, if we can fast-track you, you're being fast-tracked. And if we have to send you out on loan, you're going out on loan. So maybe Eddie has to go out on loan to, to be able to do it week in, week out, to understand it. And then when he comes back, boom, he's ready to go. But I would have given him, a, I would have given him some more minutes. Absolutely, myself. I agree with you. I mean, people are saying to me, oh, he's not ready, he's not ready. You know, blah blah blah. Well, then I mean, I say it again. Try to, you know, try say, try telling that to Rashford and Kane and uh, and all these players that have, have used the Coca, uh, sorry, the Coca Cola Cup. How far am I going back? Who have used, uh, <laughs> who have used, who have used the League Cup and the Europa League to push on? 
in their careers as young players um, who and, yeah. you know have cemented their place. Yeah. Look, look, I'm not saying. Look, I'm not. Look, I, I don't expect Eddie Enketia to be playing for the first team with a Bamiyang. Do you know what I mean? I, I, that's not what I'm getting at. What I'm saying is the League Cups, the Europa Leagues, these kind of tournaments. Um, people might tell me that I'm not being serious about the Europa League if I want these kind of players to play. But at the end of the day, you know, with Lacazette out injured, he couldn't play in the Europa League. With Giroud going. And things like that. Surely he should have been given a chance. He's, you know, against Norwich, he proved he knows where the goals is in the under twenty threes. He's banging them in for fun. I mean, surely he should be getting a chance, Lee. Well, I, I think one of the things is, and I don't know, like Kevin might might know a little bit more about. I think when when Kevin was coming through that era, like every game was important. Like the League Cup was as as much into that as as the FA Cup or the League game. What we seem to do now is like, oh, it's only the League Cup. And, and sort of dismiss it, you know. He's got scored a couple of goals in the League Cup. Uh, well, it's only the League Cup, and and I, I just feel that that may be the, the way things, the mentality of it all is now. Like you know, so like he's never never going to get really close to the Premier League side. And I feel like maybe you know, there's I don't know. The pressure is is different. I'm, I don't know, but what Kevin said there is he's he's a prime example, which realistically should have gone out on loan in January. To, to the end of the season, you know, le- learn the trade in the lower leagues, tough him up a little bit. I, I don't know. I just feel that, you know, it's, you just sort of, with Arsenal nowadays, is you, you know that they're, they're going to, what team's going to be playing at, at what, at what uh, competition. You know that they're going to get a chance to play in the League Cup. I always find it very different if I was a player as well, that you know you're going to play in the League Cup. Uh, we call it the League Cup because it's a Calibro Cup or whatever. But then, you know, you might then not play for another three weeks and then you've got to do the business again in three or four weeks' time, you know. And that must be a difficult or a different pressure to if you was coming into the side, say, like on the Tuesday night, do well on a Tuesday night, you're going to play on the Saturday, you know. So uh, I think the policies of it all, and it seems to be all over. It's not just Arsenal that are doing it. You know, other other clubs are doing it as well that have got, you know, the big the big guns, if you like. With the with the squads that they've got, and of course the other problem is if you've got like somebody like a Danny Welbeck or or a Lacazette not playing, they need to have game time as well. So that's right. That, that's where it's going to be difficult. Uh, for me, Eddie, obviously I reckon he should have got some more game time, but nothing beats playing. Yeah, nothing beats playing. And if he went out on loan, yeah, and and he was doing the business out on loan. There'll be a buzz about Eddie coming back. You know, when he's when he's loans up, there'll be a buzz about him. Yeah. But, See, I'm 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 just I'll be honest with you. It's not just I'm quite mad at you know I'm mad. This is going to sound ridiculous, but I'm mad at the Premier League for the way that young players are just not given the chance they should be given, and 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 they're cast aside because. Clubs like Arsenal, Manchester City, Chelsea, Manchester United, they can all go out and spend money on a player for the position that they need. And, and, and the young boy in the reserves or in the under-23s, they're just not getting a look in. Yeah, you're right. But let me tell you, the, the weight of the first team has never changed since I was a kid. Mm. 
you have to keep proving yourself. Every time you go on the training pitch and every time you play, you have to keep proving yourself. Now, if the opportunity doesn't arise at, at, at Arsenal, he's got to go on loan and do the business. Yeah. Because if he goes on loan and does the business, all of a sudden, more people are seeing him. Yeah. And Arsenal are keeping yeah. an eye on him. Yeah. And then that's how you build your reputation. I think Harry, Harry Kane went out on loan, uh, what was it, two or three times, didn't he? Did. He? he did. Yeah, I think it yeah. more times than that, Kevin, if I'll be honest. Yeah, you know, yeah so. it, it might have been. But yeah. what he's done is, and there's times when he went on loan, he didn't rip it, he didn't rip it up. But what he's yeah. done, it made him realise how hard it is. Yeah. So when he went back, he was ready. He was tough. He was stronger. I went on loan twice. I went to Leighton Orient, the old fourth division. And I went to Leicester. And then went, after I finished that, I came back to the club on both occasions. A much better player. I could tell you that. So if, it, if, if I was... And I think a lot has to go into who looks after these players as well, by the way. Can't put it all on the club. Yeah. Because the, the, the people who look after these players have to realise these boys have to play. These boys have to make a name for themselves. And it's all very well making a name for yourself in Arsenal's under-23s, but that isn't going to hold you in that good a stead to the first team because you've got to be physically ready. Because look, look at the, look at the fan base, how we are now. We buy um, Lacazette for 50-odd million quid. He don't do the business and he's getting terrible stick yeah. from, from some yeah. quarters. So you've, you've got to hit the ground running if you get a chance. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, what do I know? <laughs> hey, Kevin, just blew me. Hit me for a home run. <laughs> Lee. No, but you know, all the, all the points are valid, though. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the, yeah. That's the great thing. All the points are valid. It's just, you know, when, when you've been on the inside, yes. you kind of have a little bit of a different perspective. At, at some of this stuff. So any of them kids who's on the verge, on the fringes of the first team, get out on loan and get playing. And if any of the youngsters are listening, say. I hope you're taking this in. Big yeah. time. Yeah. Big time. Lee, you got a question? Yeah, yeah, cool. This one's come in, like, you know what I mean? So when, you, when you, you're in the youth team and all that, like, what was the first away trip abroad for you, for you, for you Kevin? Uh, first away trip abroad w- with Arsenal. Yeah, like, was it in the youth team or was it like... Yeah, it was youth team. Went to, we had a tournament in Switzerland. And um, it, it, was, it was a good tournament. I think we, we finished... I think there was 12 teams. We finished, we finished fifth. And um, in the final was Inter Milan. It was the, kind of the usual suspects at the time. Inter Milan against... Um, a Spanish team or something, and Inter Milan ended up winning the game 2-1. We, I remember watching the final. But, you know, obviously that was my first time ever abroad with Arsenal. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. You know, was that the first it, time abroad ever? Or, or? No, not ever. Yeah, but first time abroad with Arsenal. And um, it was it was fantastic. You know, yeah, tra- travelling in the tracksuit as Arsenal and all <laughs> yeah, that, it, yeah, was, yeah. it was brilliant. I was, I was well proud. Well, I'm, yeah. I, I, I can actually, this is going to, again... Sound ridiculous. I can actually um, relate to that because I don't know if you know Kevin. I was a goalkeeper um, through my football days, and I actually was at Ipswich Town for three years. Oh, really? Yeah, and uh, I remember the first game 
we played. It was uh, Cambridge United. Um, I forget the name of their ground now. Was it the Abbey Stadium, wasn't it? I think Abbey. Abbey, yeah, yeah. the Abbey Stadium. Into the dressing room, and all the small dressing room, small dressing room. All the training tops <laughs> were hanging up. All the shorts were laid out. The socks, the boots. I mean, like I was only fourteen, fifteen at the time. But to, you know, when you just, just when you said that about, and when I went out onto the pitch with my training top on. With the Ipswich badge on it, and you know, me, had me gloves on, and me boot was shining, and me socks around me ankles because I hadn't put my shin pads on yet, and all that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, you know. yeah. It was amazing, <laughs> an amazing feeling. You know, that the stink of deep heat. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> you that's know, right. All that kind of stuff. It, yeah, it's it just it, it kind of reminded me then, really, um, of, of of that of that time. Kevin, um, what was the first away trip? With our with Arsenal in the first team, then who who? Well, it's it's, it's quite ironic, guys. I've got to tell oh, you. I oh, know it so, is. You know it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, my no. first away trip with Arsenal was. Like, let me just go back a touch. So when we played the FA FA Youth Cup final that we played on the Friday night against Doncaster, I was due to be in the first team squad for the Saturday game. All the first team had come to the game against Sheffield from they're playing Sheffield Wednesday the next day. I was supposed to travel with the team after the game straight to the team hotel for the Sheffield Wednesday game. But I got a dead leg in the game and the manager came down and says, you know, you rest it up because you got the second leg. And I was absolutely, I, nobody could talk to me after yeah. the game. I was absolutely <laughs> So their last game of that season, funnily enough, was Everton away. And I travelled with the team, went up on the Friday, played the game on the Saturday, and I came on for 12 minutes. And that was that was uh, Neville Southall, Kevin Ratcliffe, Sheedy, Reed, Bracewell, um, Graham Sharp, Gary Stephen, Trevor Stephen. You know, that was their, their last real great team. And I was lucky enough, Pat Van Den, I was lucky enough to play against them. We won, we won the game 2-1. Um, got plenty of racial abuse there, but it was, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And to be fair, after the game, the Scousers were, were, were fantastic. The Evertonians were, were fantastic. And I remember I trained all that summer because I wanted more. Yeah. I wanted more of it. So that was my first away. Written away in the stars, that. Eh? Written in the stars. Big time. Big yeah. time. While, while we're just moving on to it, I was just talking about like, because like, I know it's about Arsenal, but uh, a few of my Everton mates have, have asked a few questions, and and, and I thought well, like, while we're talking about Everton, we get them in quickly and all that. Like, what this is a question coming from Mike Paddy. He turned around and said, "What's it like for you being a, a London lad, mm-hmm. like moving up to to, to Liverpool, and, and and being an Everton? You know, when they talk about the Everton greats, you just said that like that the Everton fans." Feel very uh, the same for you, don't they? That you're up oh, there yeah. with, the, with the with you know they talk about all those great players that they've had. That you're in that company. Uh, what's that feeling like for being a London lad, um, being so thought of from the the Everton and the Scousers fans up there? Well, uh, I've got to say, uh, look, uh, Arsenal on oxygen. Let's let's have it right, and you, you don't you don't just change allegiance. You can't change allegiance. I'm Arsenal. But 
when I I went from to, to Everton from Turkey, and at the time Everton needed a striker and I needed a club because I needed to play football, and it just seemed to be a marriage made in heaven, and 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 the way it transpired. I mean, Everton had a good team at the time. They had Franny Jeffers playing up top with Danny Kadamatri, two fantastic young players, yeah. but probably didn't have the experience that that I had. So me slotting into that team was was like was like magic and i ended up you know going on a purple patch scoring nine goals in eight games and they're saying that i kept them up uh, which you know i played my part but i think they a lot of fans didn't see that actually coming they didn't you know they couldn't put their finger on it i fell in love with them they fell in love with me because it, it, everything just happened exploded all at once so it was a special special time being at everton at that stage that's great. Yeah, that's you, right. It's great you can talk about other clubs like that as well, because you know everyone knows that you're you're Arsenal through and through, um, and all that. But it's great that you could have a, another set of fans that, that loved you as much as we did. Oh, look! I, I, I tell a lot of people this, and a lot of people sometimes get it misconstrued. Obviously, I love Arsenal. Arsenal made me first love, and I sometimes when I do after dinner stuff for, for Everton, I, I, I tell them, you know. Arsenal, uh, Arsenal, Martin, they're my oxygen. I said, but when I joined Everton, I fell in love with the club because of the way the fans were, the way the fans actually looked after me yeah. and the way the fans back, backed me. So as a player, you know, when you get backed by the fans, it, I tell you, it, it makes you grow yeah. as a player. And it must I, give you I, that I, extra drive as well, does it? Of course it does, yeah. and it you know it, it it does give you extra impetus to do well, and you know I'm ever forever grateful for, for to to the Evertonians for 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 backing me like that. I really am. This well, I think very highly of you, like you know, that, don't they? Because I've got my mate that well, um, I remember if you remember I asked you to do a little tweet for him when he was coming back from Southampton that time when they just got That's stuck. Right. And uh, you, you give him a tweet, and he he, he was over the moon. Like, forgot about the result; they just got stuffed by Southampton. Like Kevin Campbell was just tweeting me, and and that's what they feel about you, like you know. And that, that's lovely, isn't it, to to know that um, that you can like because like you've got the the affection of the Arsenal fans because you've come through the ranks, but you've got the affection for them for what you've actually done uh, as for well the, off the for, pitch for, for, for with for the club. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. So fantastic, right? You know, so. I've got a little bit of Everton in for them anyway, so that's 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 I'm pleased. <laughs> that's it. That's all they're getting, is it? That's all they're getting. Like. <laughs> trying trying to keep cool. the questions in theme. Um, you also obviously, if people didn't know, I'm sure everyone does know, but you also had a little spell in Turkey, Kevin. Um, yes. At is it Trazen? Trabzonspor. Trabzonspor. Don't that's what I, don't yes. ask. I, as Lee will tell you, I'm awful at pronouncing things. Um, but Mems, our friend Mems, um, wants to know yes. what would have, what, what what was your time now? What was the time? What was your time in Turkey like? And and were the were the fans were the fan, How can we put this? Were they more passionate than the English fans? Uh, well, listen. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I had an Tell her that story, Kev, please. I, listen, I had an absolutely fantastic time in Turkey. The, the Turkish friends, passionate. I've never seen anything like it in me, my life. I can tell you that much. If the game kicks off at eight o'clock, midday to three o'clock, the, the stadium's full. What? 
Yeah. Oh, my God. And where the training ground is, we could hear all the songs from the training ground. Wow. You know, it was it was amazing. But uh, look, I've got I've got so many stories about uh, about Turkey, but and, and the Turkish uh, Trabzon fan. Trabzon fans are everywhere. They they call them the Black Sea Storm uh, because it's right on the Georgian border, Trabzon. Yeah. So it's an hour and a half flight from Istanbul, and uh, it's fantastic, absolutely fantastic time. But I've I've got to tell you this quick story about about Turkey. So this is at the Alisamiyen Galatasaray Stadium. You remember Welcome to Hell <laughs> yeah, and all yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. This is great. So, this is great. So, so the team, so we, we, we're going out for a warm-up and the, the riot police have got their shields because you come out behind the goal. So they've got their riot shields up. Anyway, these things are hitting the riot shields. And what they are, they're like rubber balls with nails and razor, razors in them. Bouncing off, bouncing off the riot shields, but there's this little old fella there with a bucket, you know, and he's there and he's hearing raining down. Anyway, he, he, a little old fella goes and pick, he's, he's picking all these uh, balls up and stuff like that. So as I'm going onto the pitch, I've turned around to see where he's going with the bucket. Obviously, he's going to give them to the police. He's only gone back and given them to the fans. Hasn't he? <laughs> For, for round two, when they're off the pitch, oh, it was the Turkey was brilliant. Honestly, it was absolutely brilliant. And, and you know, the funny thing, most fans, I could say, most of the fans in Turkey were always great to me, always good to me, and I haven't got a bad word to say about about uh, about Turkey. Have you because... been back lately? Have you? Have you... Have you been back? Over I've, there? I've been. I have been to Turkey, but I've not. Been, I've actually not been back to to Trabzon. Yeah. I, I'm. I'm. I might be going back to Trabzon, but I need a. I need an official invite. Yeah. So I know a lot of the Trabzon fans want me to come back and and stuff like that, but I need an official invite from the club because I'm not just going to turn up. Yeah, not, of course. It's not yeah. one of them places you could just turn up. But <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I had a just, fantastic time. <laughs> just rock up, <laughs> no, right, fan- boys. Yeah, yeah. I really did. I had a fantastic time out there. The hundred oh, stories brilliant. to tell about about Turkey. Another time, I'm sure. Definitely. Um, this one, <laughs> we've got to have this one. Um, this one comes in from Mike uh, from the Gooners <laughs> in the USA podcast, who I understand you met. Um, yes. That day um, when you all had a couple of beers. Um, he wants to know, how much did Lee charge you to come to the pins with him after the Watford game? <laughs> how much did he charge me? Yeah, how it, was much, only how... a couple, it was only a couple of beers. <laughs> <laughs> it was it, one for the boys. Yeah, it was a cheap one. Yeah, that was that was brilliant because we we'd gone out on the train, Craig, and um, like we'd gone on the underground, and people were looking, weren't they, Kevin? Thinking, yeah. did I did I recognise him or not? Like you know, and as we got nearer the nearer the pins, I said to Kevin, look, it's going to go crazy in here now, like you know, when when they see him and. Um, we were just laughing, weren't we? And when, when he yeah. walks across the road, everybody's just like, oh, man, <laughs> get absolutely mad for him. Like, what a good night that was. He, you know, Kevin was absolutely fantastic. He was singing songs and uh, had a few beers. And I have to say this, all the, all the supporters coming up and asking for a photo. Kevin did not turn down one. He had the photos with everybody. And it, it turned out to be a to be a blast, you know. Um, I don't know if you remember um, uh, Russell, uh, uh, Kevin that was there and he, he was supposed to go home for his dinner because it was never yes. he never got yes, home yes that's right <laughs> <laughs> he 
Yeah, his dinner was in the bin, you know what I mean? But uh, I'd say, like, it was, a, it was good fun, and Kevin was fantastic. But, uh, but all these uh, fans are all gobsmacked that uh, one of one of the uh, ex-Arsenal boys has gone in there, like, but fair play to Kevin. You, you said you wanted to go in there, and uh, that's what we ended up doing. It was fantastic. Yeah, it was, it was nice seeing all the, it was nice seeing all the fans. Obviously, we even had a can- Canadian contingent there, Lee. Can you yeah, remember? That's right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Come over and, and see. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. It was, it was. I really enjoyed it, and it's a wine bar next time, though, Lee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. I say, what well, the funniest thing was, you know, you can picture the scene, like you know, Kevin's, you know, uh, I'll tell you what, he had a few beers and he didn't stagger. He walked straight down, straight line, you know, that's that old Choosy Club, what coached it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it don't, don't give it away too much <laughs> <laughs> and the whole pub Craig was singing Super Kevin Campbell and all he done was just give it a little wave and that was it gone like it was absolutely fantastic so, like, you know, brilliant night you know, brilliant night ok brilliant let's get back night. to a couple more questions um, got about... can I ask my one now because it's getting like it's, it's, oh, you it's could, can. Oh, on, oh yes this one yeah alright yeah, he's been waiting to ask go this. on yeah. Lee Right, this it's question. It's a crazy one, but it is. I'm, I, I'm gonna. I'm, I want. I want us to at the end of it, you know, uh, have a little uh, one to ten. What we think, you know, uh, is it a good question? One out of ten, because I think it's fantastic, like, and I'm pretty sure. Just before you ask it, I just want to explain to everyone that this you tweet, you text me on Monday. Oh, great, great. Listen, this. What about this yeah. question, Kevin? He's been going about on about this all week. Yeah, come I have right. been going come on, on about Lee. this. Right, come on, Eric. Go on. Oh, you're ready. Right. Cold weather. It's been cold lately, isn't it? Like, yeah. So it's a cold yes. weather. So it's it's themed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, at Highbury, and um, it was the um, the undersaw heating used to go on and all that. Like, yeah. Yes. Right. So when you was playing and you did yes. a sliding tackle, was the was the ground warm? <laughs> no, it wasn't warm. But what what I can tell you is. It's a good question. Kevin, it's a good question. It's a good question. Yes. It is a very good question. But what, yeah. how the undersalt heating works is it doesn't heat the, it doesn't directly heat the grass because it will kill the grass. So the pipes are underneath, far, far enough down so the heat can go up and melt the frost on top. So it won't be hot. It will just make sure it melts and it keeps the ground soft. So it was so, no different. No, it was it was no different. You still slid and it still got cold and all that, but it just made the pitch playable. But that's a very good question. Yeah, uh, uh, marks out of ten. I'd, I'd give it. A, I'd give it a seven. I'd give it seven? a seven. Oh, let's ask yeah. Kevin. I was going to go at least eight, but that's okay. Yeah, right. All right, bloody a one, one more. <laughs> Get out of it, judges. <laughs> uh, he's always looking, Kevin. He's always <laughs> looking. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> this one comes in from uh, Bradley Aldred, uh, and he wants to know, Kevin, what was your best goal in the red and white? What was your favourite goal in the red and white of the Arsenal? My favourite goal was uh, against Spurs at Ivy, when we won 2-0. But my most important one was the goal against PSG in the uh, Cup Winners' Cup yes. semi-final at Highbury. Which was a which was a hell of a game, real tight affair. But we ended up winning that one nil. Lee Dixon cross and I, I got my head onto the cross and and steered it past Lamar in the PSG goal. That was my most important one. But my my favourite one was obviously against um, the Spuds. 
Just going, just going into that, like, we've had a tweet today, I don't know if this is true, but that's where the 1-0 from the Arsenal come from. You know when they see 1-0 to the Arsenal, it, it, it comes from that game. Come from, and it comes from that goal, apparently. Yeah, apparently from that goal. Really? Well, I don't know how true it is. We don't know how true it is, but someone tweeted it today saying that, did you know that when when um, we won that game 1-0, that's where the 1-0, from the, 1-0 to the Arsenal come from. And if that is the case, Kevin, that is... That is uh, that's because of you, mate. That's because of you. Yeah. Well, look, famous... I, I, but I thought it was <laughs> when we played PSG away in the first leg. Who scored in that one? Ian Wright, I think, uh, scored. Uh, in. Uh, Ian Wright, I think Wright scored. We end up drawing that game one each. And, and but it can't be one nil to the Arsenal, then, can it? No, but at the time it was one nil. Come on, Lee. Oh, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Jeez, we we <laughs> took the lead. All <laughs> oh, right, all oh, right, got you now, like. I'm trying to help yeah, you so, out. Like, I mean, it's just a great thing to have one nil when you started it, like you know. So yeah, but get... and then obviously it can continue. Na- then we beat them one nil at Ivory, ah, so, so, and then right. it can continues one nil to the Arsenal, doesn't it? So yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, take, listen, take... I might be mistaken, but I'm sure I thought it was away first. That's all. Oh, okay. Might be, might be. I might have read that wrong then, like, and I apologise if I have, like, you know. No, no. You, 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 you could be, you could be right, and I could be half right. <laughs> <laughs> you could be right, but I could be half right. We can't have Ian Wright taking it all, though, can we? Like, you know what I mean? Listen, um, he's taking everything else. Yeah, right, that's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> I get a hat trick. I get a hat trick at Swindon. He gets a, a screamer from forty-five oh, yards. Oh, yeah, let's take the biscuit. No, we, no, he can't have it all. He can't have it all. Uh, one one more guy. serious one um, to bring in, and this was this this is uh, this comes in from Ola, um, our good friend Ola. Um, he says, "Evening, Craig, judges, and Kevin." Kevin, he says, "Do you think it's okay for modern referees to do post-match interviews? Moving forward, explaining contentious decisions that may cost the manager his job, or sent a team down, etc." Ola, I'll be honest with you. I think it's that would be bad news. Yeah, because that will just leave them themselves wide open for even more criticism. Yeah, I think the way it's going now, you know, they're talking about VAR and all that kind of thing. Referees need help, and having them in front of the camera after the game, you know, even if you say the one thing wrong, everyone's going to be jumping down on it. So yeah. I don't think that'll be that'll be clever. I really don't. I absolutely agree with you. I think referees should just go referee the game and go home. But yes. the way the way that referees are, are now becoming part of the game, um, the way I think that referees are, let's say for example, referees are looking for a chance to send Ronaldo off so they can go home and say, oh, "I sent Ronaldo off." Did you see that? Um, <laughs> you, you know that kind of thing. They're looking for excuses to make to make their name. Part of the of the of the you know of the back pages of the, of the of, game, of the papers. yeah, of the game, yeah. It's uh, look, we got to remember that the game has evolved now to this global juggernaut now, and with social media, the world's smaller, isn't it? You know, yeah. everybody could zero in on what's going on, and some of the big games are watched by you know two hundred million people. You know, it's it's serious stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So for the referees to even make a mistake, 
and then come out and be talking about it. And he, he you guarantee, you can guarantee he's going to get something wrong, or he's going to say he's, he's going to say something that's going to wind somebody up the wrong way. And as soon as you do that, then there's just going to be an explosion. So I think uh, I don't think the authorities are going to be doing that anytime soon. Yeah, Sorry, Allah. That's uh, uh, stupid question, Ola. <laughs> I think you'd have something to say to you after that. Yeah, yeah, I don't <laughs> listen to him much anyway. Like, <laughs> this is a good question. Like, now, let's get on to some good questions. Like, you know, like, now, it was a good question, Ola, like, you know, money and messing about. Um, what, you know, tr- are you a traditionist, like, with the home and away colours? Like, so obviously the yellow, yellow and blue, you know, Arsenal changed this now to different colours and all that, like, yeah. And that famous banana strip, oh, have you kid. got one of those shirts? What, of the, with the V's on it? Oh, yeah, what a kid, Kevin. It was like, it, when it first came out, everybody didn't like it. It's but not, it's now... It's the sexiest Arsenal kit ever. It's iconic, is iconic, that iconic, that, that yeah. kit is, is iconic. I, I still yeah. have one. My man Jim, Jim's got, got my one in storage for me. Yeah, I've still got one. Do you know yeah, they're going like for that. 150 quid? More than that, I reckon. Is that like. all? Is it more, more than that? Yeah. Is that obviously your one, Will? Because it's a, a match worn one, so that'd be over three, four hundred pound, easy, easy. Listen, my, my, my one hasn't even been washed, so shh. <laughs> <laughs> we keep it pristine. I, I love yeah, it with the mud on it and all that. Yeah, I prefer with the it. mud and all that. Yeah, Don't brilliant. Right. But do, 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 you, do you like being a like an old, like you know, like old school Arsenal player, a fan? Are you, do, are you, you for this? Because I grew yeah. up. I like you the know, tradition. Yeah, yellow and blue. You know, what I mean, saying about the yellow and blue kit, saying about yeah. red and white, but it all changes a little bit now. Like you know, and you know, like the '89, um, the game was in the yellow and blue. It's something we're, we're it's in our hearts, isn't it? Yellow and blue, don't you think? Or, or I, I you... know, I do, I do. I, I, I think, I think you can get the best of both worlds. Actually, Lee, I think what what you. Because there's a third kit now, isn't there? Yeah. You could have yeah. a third kit, so if your yellow clashed, you could wear your third kit. But I like the, you know, the, the red and white at, at home and the yellow and blue away. I just yeah. think that's Arsenal. It's the Arsenal, yeah. 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 That yeah. is Arsenal. And then, you know, if there's a third kit, yeah, you could get jazzy with the third kit if you like. But yeah, Quality. that tradition means a lot, I think. Yeah. Brilliant. That kit is unreal, though, that Bruce Banana. I remember I was a young kid um, when I was at Ipswich, and Ipswich played Arsenal in the quarterfinals yeah. of the FA Cup at Portman Road. Um, I was at that game as a fresh-faced 14, 15-year-old. I think Arsenal won the game 4-2 in the end. That's um, right, yeah. Ian, I think Ian Wright got a hat-trick that day, if I'm not mistaken. Two penalties. Um, Ian Wright, he got two penalties. Tony Adams scored. That was his first game back from the Nick. And who got um, the fourth? Yeah, I wonder who got the fourth. I have to try and think of it because I remember. Yeah, Ipswich signed Ipswich signed a player, a Bulgarian international called Boncho Gwenchev. Boncho Gwenchev. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chrissy Kawamba got the first goal. That's right. I scored the last goal. Who scored the last goal? I I came off the bench and scored the last. Who got yeah. the last goal? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Four, four, we, we, we was 1-0 down, weren't we? Chris Kiwamia scored. Chris Kiwamia scored, yeah. Didn't Tony Adams, is that the one when Tony Adams cut his head open? And he had a big plaster yeah, on he, he, Yeah, he'd, um, he fell down he the stairs, didn't he? Or something. Like, yeah. yeah. 
You know, what a yeah. warrior. Come back and yeah, yeah, I think oh, he was scored, he didn't he? Top as old boots, Rodders, mate. Yeah. But just going back to that kit, I was just you know that kit watching watching you boys run around in that kit was you know. Well, what Kevin? What did you when that kit got given introduced you at first? What was the general feeling about it from all the lads? Was it like no? We 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 liked it. You liked it. We liked it because the shorts were different as well. Yeah, you know, of that kit, the shorts and the sock. We really liked it, but you know. Obviously, the traditionalists didn't quite see, you know, with the with the chevrons on it kind of thing, thinking, oh, no, I'm not, I'm not having that kit. Looks a bit sickly and all that. But we, t- we tended to do pretty well in the kit. Yeah, and, yeah. And no, started to uh, like it a bit after that. It wasn't you know when you have the kits and all that, do you, do you get to wear them before the season starts? Or do they just go, right, this is it now, this is what we're wearing today when you go away from home? Or did you know, did you ever feel a bit before the, before the season starts? Or didn't you know? Yeah, or? Some, yeah Lee, sometimes we used to get asked, you know, because uh, they designed a few kits and they used to bring them to the, to, the, to the training ground and show us, and you know, which one do the lads like. So, you know, some will choose this one and some will choose that one. And obviously, that the ones that we didn't choose, they usually chose. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, it was. We tended to get a, a, at least get a look at the kit anyway. Yeah, yeah. Oh, brilliant, yeah. Lot, you know. Anything? Oh, yeah, got more? Go on, Lee. Sorry. No, got any more? Another questions? Uh, no, I haven't. No. Um, I'm all out of ammunition. All out of ammunition. And, and that, right? was, that was actually going to be my, my, my question. Um, and I was going to make it all dramatic and everything, and I say, of course, you know, the, the question that ma- matters the most. Um, uh, I've got a question Lee. for you two guys. You've ruined it, Lee. Go on, you two guys. Who was your favourite three players, Arsenal players of all time? Favourite players of all time? Three, three. three. Yeah. Not in a political, not in any particular order. Just your three favourite players. What? Well, what happens if you don't what? say Kevin Campbell? <laughs> no, no. I'm, obviously, you can't say me, can you? But you <laughs> no, no, no. Obviously. But you, you use my fault, you know, Kevin. Use my fault. Yeah, you, yeah. Oh, thanks, Lee. Yeah. <laughs> I'm buying the wine next time, then, am I? <laughs> yeah. I've got to say that my three... Like, I've got, like... You, Kevin knows who, who, who one of them is. It's yeah. obviously Charlie Nicholas, you know what I mean? He yeah. was my... Um, my uh, my ultimate, you know what I mean. Like, I think one of the reasons why I not like, I fell right in love. That's when I when Charlie Nicholas signed for Arsenal. That's when I started going home and away because I just wanted to watch watch him, like you know. But um, I would have to say that they're all all in the George Graham era because I think because he was a little bit younger and all that. Like, I think like Liam Brady would have to come very very close. But I didn't really appreciate Liam Brady because I was probably a little bit too younger. Young, yeah. If I, if yeah. I'm, so I'm gonna go. I'm going to go with Paul Merson as um, as one of my favourites, and and of course uh, Ian Wright would be the, right. would be yeah. the other. Like you know, like when I was, when you go into the modern era of the Burkamps, and which you know is probably I would say Dennis Burkamp's the best player I've ever yeah. seen at Arsenal. But I yeah. was a little bit older, and you, do you know what I mean? Like you're wiser, uh, yeah, you're wiser yeah. then. Yeah, the, the, you know, appreciate so, him. You'll so, appreciate that, yeah. Yeah, so like de- definitely those three guys would be, be it for me, like you know. But Charlie Nicholas, Charlie Nicholas to me was was everything. 
and Kevin yeah. cleaned his boots. I'm jealous of that lot, you know. Yeah, I used to clean his boots, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about you, Craig? Well, oh, I was going to say Chesney. I feel it. Like, no, <laughs> Obviously, I'm a bit, bit, little bit younger than Lee. Um, one of, obviously, everyone says, I'm sure every Arsenal supporter says this, but obviously one of my greatest memories was watching the 89 game um, and watching... Thomas scored a winner and yes. after that was when I really I mean I didn't really I was 10 at the time and I just started playing football and I didn't really take much notice of what was on the telly if that makes sense and um, but I, after that I, you know after watching Arsenal win that win the league that year that's when my support of Arsenal really, you know, if they were on the telly, because let's not forget back then, football wasn't really readily available on telly um, like it is now. It was match of the day on a Saturday night, you know. That's right. Um, so whenever Arsenal were on the telly, my mum and dad used to let me stay up late and and and, and watch it. And but I'd have to three favourite players. One of them is David Seaman. Yeah. For sure, the goalie. Uh, that's that's yeah. That's because you know me and yeah you know, me and Dave are in the goalkeepers union and all that union. Yeah, 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 yeah. typical union. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, my second favourite player is going to surprise a few. Um, was Ray Parler? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. I love Ray Parler. Absolutely loved him. Um, he gave a penalty on his debut, didn't he? That was Liverpool, yeah. That's right, yeah. yeah. I remember watching it, his debut. Um, and third, of course. Who else but Ian Wright? Yeah. Ian Wright right. is just like... He's a phenomenal guy. Oh, 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 there, was a, there was a video of him on Facebook the other day. Um, 25 minute, I think it's half an hour video um, of Ian Wright talking about his life as a kid and growing up in London and you know his his own life and what a man, Kevin. I, I you know I, I'm not, I'm not too sure what you know what you what your upbringing was like and what you know what kind of trials and tribulations you you um, had to had to face as a boy growing up in London. But mm. listening to him pour his heart out about what he was talking about and and that video of when that teacher turns up at Ivory. Oh, and he turns yeah, around, it's a he's just shocked, isn't he? Yeah. He's just totally yeah. shocked. He's such... Yeah. A, you can just tell that Ian Wright oozes class and he is just such a gentleman. Do you know? And, and he's just a, a man who has been privileged, like yourself, a man privileged um, with a gift to play football and has played for the Arsenal, you know? And I, I just love him. I love everything about him. I'd love to speak to him. Um, there's so he's many a, things I want to ask him, guy. right? You know, but he. You, you'll, know, you'll know this, Kevin. That, do you know, like, and he told me this the other day. Do you know he never played for the districts or anything, county teams or nothing when he was a kid? No, yeah, I know that. Unbelievable to, to be that talented and not and not play in, in, in the district side or the county side or anything like that, you know, is. Um, I, I, I was flabbergasted when he told me that. I mean, he was. I mean, very, he used to. How old was he Didn't when he signed for Arsenal? They used to say he was too small. Sorry? How old was he when he signed for Arsenal? He was... He was... 27 when yeah, he was signed. 27, 28, wasn't he? 27. Yeah. yeah. 27 he was. Yeah. 
he was 27. I used to, I used to, he used to, he roomed with Rocky first. And then, then when Rocky left, um, obviously bless Rocky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, he, he, Rocky was one of my, fa- was one of, obviously we're all South London boys. Michael Thomas went to the same school. He's older than me. Um, so, because you're South London, you know about everybody. Do you know what I mean? Everybody knows Zuzu. Yeah. What was Kevin? Had you ever been right before then, like Kevin? When he was growing up, did, did you hear of him like over that set, like, or, or was he off the radar? We we'd only heard of right because he played Sunday League, and right. I used to play. I used to play Sunday League because he's older than me. I used to play Sunday League around Woolworth Road and Bermondsey that way. So he used to play around that way. So obviously, word gets around who's who. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, 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 yeah. And obviously, then you you go to Arsenal, and Michael Michael Thompson's there, Rocky's there, and he knows righty. Do you know what I mean? So the all the connections are just there. Yeah. Straight away, and if you remember correctly, we used to give Crystal Palace a right or going over. Yeah, 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 in the yeah. Day, yeah. When righty was playing, he, he couldn't score against Arsenal. So after the games, he was going. I just can't believe I, you guys are just too good, is it? Yeah. And we were used to wind him up. Right, you're at the wrong club, mate. You need to go over to this place. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Little did I know he was coming and taking my bloody place. <laughs> Kevin, just one... But no, one... he was brilliant. He was brilliant, right? He was absolute brilliant guy. One more, one more question I'm dying to ask you. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of, a lot of our listeners um, would like to know as well. What kind of a man was David Rowcastle? Well, let's put it this way. He was the he was the nicest fella I've ever met in football. He was one of the toughest lads in football too. Who 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 if you cut him, he'll bleed Arsenal. His blood would say Arsenal. And Back then, like the older players used to take the youngsters under their wing. And he, him, Michael Thomas, Paul Davis, Rodders, all that lot, I've got to thank them. They took me under their wing because they used to help me and guide me. I was just a raw kid from Brixton, do you know what I mean? I, I was just, who was hungry to make it. And they used to sit me down and they used to speak to me about the game. And they used to, but Rocky was the, was the, was the main one. Who, who looked after me, and because his 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 wife, the girlfriend at the time, Janet, was from Brixton. So, when I was involved with the first team, he used to pick me up from Brixton Town Hall, like that '89 game on the Friday. Our our morning started at uh, five o'clock. He picked me up from Brixton Town Hall at five o'clock on the Friday morning. Wow! Drove up to Highbury. We, myself, Rocky, and Tony Donnelly loaded the coach with all the with all the kit and skips and boots and off we went to London Colney to pick up the rest of the lads for the journey up up to Liverpool for the Friday night game and not a lot of people know that amazing yeah, amazing isn't it like, you know oh. I'll say what Paul Davis you know like, just just quickly going on to we we'll talk a bit I'm going to come back to Dave, uh, Rocky in a moment like because but uh, Paul Davis is, is he, he, he when I, I remember 
I don't know if you remember it, Kevin, but when he first got into the Arsenal team, got a lot of stick. You know, like a bit of a, the fans used to boo him and all that. And he yeah. turned it around so spectacularly to become one of Arsenal's, you know, like very fond, fond, fond guys, didn't he? Like, you know, and yeah, um, I remember it, Lee. Yeah, I, I remember it. I remember it like it was yesterday. About 81, 80, 81 or something, around about that time. I can remember it. He used to get a lot of stick, you know, but. By 87, he was, you know, everybody loved him. And, you know, if he goes over the Arsenal now, he's well, well thought of, you know. I think, Lee, he was... Paul Davies had a, a... He had a culture about him, the way he played football. And maybe at that time, because he was centre of the pitch and he's a touch player, it was more crash-bang-wallop in there, yeah. wasn't it? You know? Yeah. But Paul Davies had that guile. He had that... He had that He's one of them players who can make time for himself because he, he was that good. And maybe he wasn't appreciated to start with, but like any good player, you do come under some flat from time to time. But you've got to, you've got to stick at it and, and, you know, get over it. And he did. Yeah. And it's like, you know, what China's related is, you know, people say, oh, don't, don't get on to the fans, you know, the players now. But like, you know, it, it was happening in the 80s. It was happening in the 70s. And, you know, and just going back to, to David, I, I, as an Arsenal fan, whenever we go away from home and all that, when they sing, you know, old Rocky Rocky, like it's such a heartfelt thing for for an Arsenal fan of my generation. You when he's playing, that, that everybody still remembers him. You know, and and it's a fantastic thing that the Arsenal fans were, in twenty years' time will still be singing that song, and that that is a, you know, that is a great thing for him to, to, to have, you know, um, uh, and I'm proud, proud of Arsenal supporters when they sing that song. Uh, Lee Craig, you know, Tony Adams was the leader. He was a, he was a fierce leader, fierce competitor, but I think the glue that held it all together at, at, at that beginning was Rocky. I could tell you that because Rocky got on with every team member. Not, no one had a bad word ever to say about Rocky, but Rocky just got on with everybody. And he always had a kind word for people and he, he always had time for, for, for fans and for everybody. And, you know, he taught me so much about how to be a pro. I've got to tell you that. And, uh, you know, I'm, I couldn't... It hurt me that much when he, put, when, he, when he left. I remember speaking to him and he's saying, you know, he's, he's gone... And I think that, that you know we were down a, a, a quite a few days the squad when Rocky left, and then obviously when he passed away it was like devastating. I I I don't even, I can't even think about it now. Yeah. Um. That that's how big a impact he's had on on that on myself and and that squad. He was such a special guy. Um, I'll tell you what. I was any any young fan. Or whatever, just get out the videos or whatever, like you know, oh, or, please or, do. or yeah. and and watch some of some of his play. The goal against Manchester United was, wow. was fantastic. Uh, wow. Even you know, in the '89 thing, if you ever look back at that, he gets the free kick um, for the for the Smith. Smith. Yeah. yeah. His reaction to it, fist pumping. Yeah. Oh, you know, he, he, you know, he was a very very skillful player. That step over that he used to do, and yes, obviously he he. As an as an Arsenal fan, could probably give me one of my greatest days 
you know, 87 when he when he scored that winner at White Hart Lane. Oh, what a night that was. You know, Lee, mate. I was there. Oh, was you there? Was you actually in the, in, in the Arsenal win there or was you in with the, with the players? No, I was with the play. I, I was with the players. So I was doing well in the youth team. So yeah. they took they took me along to the game, and um, I and I was on the pitch at the end of the game after the winning one. They can remember Ian Allison scored. Yeah, Ian Allison. Allison yeah, yeah. Ian Allison, and then Rocky obviously came up and uh, and scored the winner. So being with the lads in the dress shop, I even went out after with them. Pat Rice said, make sure you're in at 11 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Pat, I'll be in, don't worry. But, you know, uh, what, what's was brilliant. Tonight, they was all, they was all singing, uh, um, we're going to Wembley, we're going to Wembley, you're not. And you just had to uh, stand there and take it. And then within two minutes, three minutes, <laughs> it, it had changed. And I, I'll never forget, I was on the stage because coming from... Uh, like living in Cheshire, I was I was going back all with all the all the Spurs Spurs fans, and I was you yeah, know yeah. Me, and my, me and my mates were on the on the train station. I never forget this one these group of Spurs fans. One of them was crying, and another one was going, "If I see an Arsenal fan now, I'll kill him." <laughs> and I'll, I'll do up the old jacket, you know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. big, 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 yeah, I had this big grin on my face, and my mates going, "Stop grinning, stop grinning," because they know we're 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 not. We're not Spurs fans, you know what I mean? But like, uh, <laughs> but you couldn't wipe it off your face. Yeah, you you? Could, well, just, I've got a big grin on my face now as we're talking. It's absolutely, uh, you know, I never went to the '89 game because um, it was a Friday night, and you know, work. I, I, I couldn't really afford to go as only young. Yeah, then. yeah. Um, so I didn't go. Probably my biggest regret. But um, you know, like always, I hate my mate Steve for that because he. Where went, did you I, watch it though, Lee? I, I actually the '89 one. I had all my fam, all my all my mates, and all that around my house. My mum and mum and dad. My, my dad was a massive Arsenal fan, and I'll yeah. never forget it. We was we was um, all around the house, and you, you you know you know like it's like that fever pitch thing. You know what I mean? Like oh, we yeah, typical. We're going to end up at one 0 When that goal went in, I just remember um, that me and me dad like we was all ran outside and. Uh, <laughs> Like on the, in the garden, and me and my dad were just laying on the garden, like you know, on the you know, going absolutely mad. And uh, you know, like I think my dad got you know, tight, tight sod the old man, but he, he didn't really drink that much. But he got out a bottle of champagne, it's, you never oh, did. Nice it was one. unbelievable, unbelievable. And then about 10 of us said, Look, you know, well, you know, because you know, then those days, not like now, the game went straight off, you know, yeah, I mean? like, that's right, yeah. It, yeah, like, you know what I mean? So one of my mates suggested, come on, let's get down Ivory and it'll it, it, be rocking down there. But there was no phones or no mobile phones in where you could just turn around and say, oh, yeah, it's rocking down there. We just, we just got took down. Took the chance. and went down there. And it was just fantastic, you know what I mean? I don't know what time I got home that day. It, it, you know, it, it, it just lives in the memory of, um, as, as, you know, like uh, a great, great day and... and the, the thing was about that, you know, looking back on it, you know, Kevin, you know, as well, that we, we went to D- Derby a week before. Uh, yes. I, I, I was going in the Gunners pub, I was in the Gunners pub, like, thinking, oh, this is it, we're going to win this game and all that, like, coming out there, you know, like, oh, no, we've, we've blown it. And then the middle, uh, the Wimbledon game in midweek. Um, Definitely and, and blown it, yeah. My... You know, I don't. I think it was the '91 team, which was obviously you was involved in. Was that uh, my brother? Then was my brother's a Spurs fan, and um, 
me and my dad, and I'll never forget this, he was living at Waltham Abbey at the time, my brother. Mm. And um, we just won the league against um, Manchester United. And uh, yeah. when bought, do you remember they used to have the loaves of bread called Champion Bread? Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And me and my dad brought, bought about 50, 50 loaves <laughs> of that. We put it all on my brother's lawn, like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's like. <laughs> It was just I mean, great memories, you know what I mean? Like, the silly things that you do, you know, and, uh, um, you know, like the 91 team, just got, I've got to go on to that, Kev, before we go, the 91 team. One game that lost, you know what I mean? And yes. Do, do, do you feel a little bit hard done by about that? Because that was a great, great side, you know what I mean? Like, following it, it that. Was, team, it, it was, was a great side. It was a great side. And it's the, you know, it's the, the one we lost. We got we got we got done by uh, not, not being funny, but it was a refereeing decision. Um, it was away at Chelsea. Chelsea, that's right. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. away at Chelsea. We got done. We got done. But you know, to to win to 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 lose one game, and to, I think we only conceded something like eighteen goals. Yeah, you know, it's it was a- it's it was unheard of. You know, and we won it. We won it pretty comfortably you know that those were those were good real good days those were real good times and uh i'll never forget the time where obviously i think nottingham forest beat liverpool and we were coming we were playing man united that evening and driving from south arts golf club to highbury and all the fans it was like such a party atmosphere and before the game you know the lads were like I shouldn't really say this, but they were emptying the Lucasaid bottles and filling them up with champagne and beer and all that. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was that's why probably in the first half about uh, ten players went down. I think <laughs> just so they could have a little swig. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lads, I'd love to go on for the rest of the night because it, it's been absolutely fascinating. But um, I'm afraid we've run out of time. Oh, brilliant. Um, oh, yeah. oh, you're, it's gone too quick. Yeah, it's gone oh, too quick. Yeah, unbelievable. It's too quick. Kevin, look, I mean, we'll have you back anytime you like, mate. You know, there's there's more stories to tell. I mean, there's, the people that listen to us would love to hear them. So, I mean, if you'll come back one night and carry on where we've left off, um, I'd absolutely love it. And I'm sure Lee would as well. Yeah, well, we'd man, definitely man. do that, Craig. Lee, for, for sure, we'd definitely do that. Absolutely. Yeah, like just just quickly going on, like it's unbelievable. Kevin talks about these stories now. You know, like like that Manchester United game, and I remember going up to Sunderland on the bank holiday. It was I think it was a bank holiday Monday when David Seaman made that magnificent save. I don't know if you remember it, Kevin. Yeah, we scooped it back. Yeah, unbelievable save. And then like you think like, well, how many years later that, that you, you know I'm, I'm talking to one of the one of the fellas that. Uh, you know that that played in that game is is unbelievable, like you know. So um, thanks for coming on and, and having a chat with us, Kevin. It's much appreciated, like yeah. Guys, honestly, it's it's my absolute pleasure. And look, we, we all know when Arsenal win, we all win, don't we? Winning yeah. does cure all. Absolutely. We always just want Arsenal to win so we could speak about the nice stuff. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> don't we? We don't want to slay anybody. We do always want to want to keep it 100 so thanks for having me on guys and hopefully I could come on again very soon ah oh, brilliant cheers Kevin. Already, Kevin our pleasure our pleasure you like say that. the word yeah thank you very much no, no uh, problem. to all of you um, who have uh, who have supported uh, me and Lee over the, the two seasons we've been doing this um, I know I say this at the end of every podcast but I do mean it here I am now talking to an ex-Arsenal great um, because of you lot 
and of course because of my 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 right hand man here, Mr. Judges, people, you know, me and Lee, we do these podcasts because we want to. There's no ulterior motive. Um, it, you know, we do it because we want to. We do it because we want to talk about Arsenal. We do it because we want to interact with you all. That's why we do it. Um, the comments that come in, you know, people from Sweden, Australia, America, you know, countries I've never heard of with with no no disrespect, tweeting us to say, you know, that you listen to us. It's what makes it's what makes it worth doing. Um, so as long as we keep getting the comments, as as long as we keep getting the plays, we'll keep doing it. And that rightly. Yeah, definitely, like you know, what I mean, and, and today has been the highlight. You know, it's been absolutely. Oh yes, it's been the highlight of uh, of the same old Arsenal podcast uh, for sure. Um, it's probably going to be one I'm going to listen to ten, fifteen, twenty times. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Campbell, thank you very much um, for coming on. Uh, I can't thank you enough, and I'm sure Lee um, is as thankful as me as well. Um, yeah, cheers, Kev. Talk yeah, soon, mate. We'll talk soon. Cheers, guys. Thank you. You're Bye welcome. now. Bye. Lads, uh, stoked the weekend. So, is it this weekend? No. No, next weekend. No, next weekend. weekend. Oh, what? How many weeks? Oh, uh, yeah, we've got like internationals coming up now, oh, though, you know. For God's sake. Life is yeah. so boring without the Arsenal. Um, yeah. But, uh, okay. All right. So, a couple of weeks then. Uh, an interlow. Um, we might think of doing something. We might do another little quiz, Lee. Yeah, yeah. Could do a little quiz. Who can quiz. beat the judges? Round yeah, two. Not- Round two. Round two. Thanks to everybody listening. Um, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at the same old Arsenal. Um, come and follow us. And uh, we'll see you all soon. Um, until then, up the Arsenal. And you Gunners. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.